Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out Live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Whether it's taking all your little ones to their sporting events or everybody getting together and taking a ride to the beach, the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure. With features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or standard third row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Folks, basketball is so very good. It continues to be good, unfailingly, wonderfully good. And this morning, we're going to do some reacting to the NBA playoffs. We had a couple of game sixes last night. One went one way, one went the other. I'm joined by Tyler Parker, writer, actor, general muser. You gotta (laughs) stop doing that. You gotta (laughs) stop doing that. Once he reacted, I I had to say it again because I was like, what what was his reaction to that? No, you're an actor, man. You're funny. Did you throw in general muser after that? General muser. Man, I gotta go into, if I ever become a country musician, I think that might be my name. General muser. General muser. (laughs) That's incredible. No, yeah, man, light the beam. Let's go. Do you think they have like wire? Is it is the beam like is it on some kind of a Wi-Fi thing or is it is it like a remote thing or do you think that they like dug cable all the way from San Francisco down to or from the Bay down to Sac? Like I I, w- I wonder how you know what the setup is there. I'm not sure how firm a grasp I have on it. As I understand it, it's just it's all done you know spiritually basically. It's this it's it's, oh. it's sort of in the cosmos as the way the way that I've been experiencing is it's just sort of. There's so, there's something happening in space right now. The heavens the heavens are alive, and it 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 feels it feels like that they're Kings fans. Yeah, no, I mean I the, the light the beam. It's it is my favorite. It is unbelievable how good just the bit is. Yeah, I don't I don't even think I don't think we've ever gone out of our way to try to like rank NBA bits. Like we it's don't the do best. this. Yeah. What's, I mean, I, I'm not even trying to have recency bias here. I mean, what could what is what could possibly be better? It should be cheesy. It should be stupid. It should make you roll your eyes so hard. It doesn't. It's awesome. It's awesome every time. It's awesome. It doesn't matter who lights it. Doesn't matter if Bavec <laughs> hits the button. Doesn't matter if it's some Sacramento person I never heard of. It doesn't matter. It, like I, it, it, whoever it, it's, it makes me happy every time. It's fun to say. 
It's fun to think about. Beam is a good word. The purple, it's a perfect purple. It's a perfect purple, Kyle. It is a perfect purple. Last thing I want to say on it is that like people often think that the beam, you were talking about that it's spiritual. People don't realize this, but the people think of the beam as going up. It's actually coming down. (laughs) It's sort of like a spiritual lightning. People don't realize that. They think it's going up. It's actually, it is the heavens coming down and reaching out to us like God and, you know, an Adam and the finger touching. Yeah, I think much in the same way that God sent, you know, his only son down, I think in the same way he sent the beam down too. I think, I think we can equate the beam to Jesus. I don't have any problem with that. All right. (laughs) My abs. Sorry, we will keep it. The beam is Jesus. (laughs) Any sentence on an NBA pod that starts with just like God sent his only son. I was just like, what is happening? So the Kings, the Kings waltz into waltz into the Chase Center last night. And, you know, Clay Thompson put it put it well in his postgame presser. He was saying that, you know, game five was the best win of the season. He thought for the for the Warriors game six, we turn around and he said it was the worst loss of the season. Is there a starting point? Is there a, is there a sort of wave your hand over the sort of burgoo of this game? And and what's the broad takeaway point for, for this Kings, this huge Kings win for this young team, they go on the the road and beat the defending champs. What do you think the the bullet, the first bullet point is Tyler? What's what, what was your main takeaway from this game? The main takeaway has to be the Kings and the, the, the poise and the toughness and the, resolve that they showed you go into the champs building you know with a chance to get closed out right and they don't blink the entire game whole second half you know the warriors keep it around 10 you keep expecting one of these you know warriors you know runs that just where they just kill everything in, you know, three minutes. And then all of a sudden they're up seven, right? Like it, 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 it never happened. Yeah. I mean, the thing with this Kings team is just like, it's just, I think it's, it's uncommon toughness for a team that has zero postseason experience, not just the organization, but the players on the team, right? It's not some situation where, you know, the, the, they're just chock full of guys that have been through a bunch of, yeah, they're not hard. This is this is a young team for sure. Yeah, I, I, you know, the flow of this game was interesting because a lot of a lot of things went right for Sacramento, but I do think it's more about Sacramento seizing the moment. I mean, they they really had a focus, and you know, they said this, and you could observe this that like pace was a focus in this game. That yes. if they were going to have Kevon Looney on the floor, that the the Kings were going to try to spread the Warriors out and attack them in this game. I pointed this, or I charted this, that the Warriors actually gave up thirty four transition points, which is one of the higher numbers for the Kings this season on a team who gets out and runs a lot and this is for a lot of reasons you know first of all I mean like they were running off misses pretty much at any chance that they got and they were running off makes in some situations which is something that Fox has kind of done over the course of his career but not a good game for Clay not a good game for Clay today minus 28 in this game he just he got he took bad shots there were some moments there where he hit that little baseline drift jumper which was pure and you're just like all right Clay's locked in here we go but it didn't really turn out that way it seemed Malik Monk really brought the funk and got the best of him today yeah i mean my it, it, clay looked outmatched i mean he just he he looked in over his head athletically in a way that you know i mean he you know he hasn't been the point of attack defender that he was 
you know, for a little while now. It's, you know, hard to expect him to be all the injuries that he's dealt with and everything. But there was a play, there was a play late, and, you know, probably like a little under, under four left or so where, you know, Fox has the ball up, up around uh, the, uh, the half court line kind of in the corner and Wiggins is kind of trying to keep, kind of trying to keep him to his left hand. He's really sitting on his right hand and they're trying to kind of keep him against the sideline and Clay's kind of in, you know, sort of in help a little bit. He's not too worried about Monk. It gets right back to Monk and Clay. It's, it's not like it's a lazy closeout or anything like that, but it just doesn't have the same kind of like burst or just like, there's not the recoil there used to be. Or like mm. I, it's, it, it, he, he just, the springs aren't really there to to get back and then be able to stay with somebody. And Monk just you know just torched him off the line, and there and it, it, Clay Clay couldn't do anything. And it was it felt it felt weirdly telling. I mean, Monk did whatever he wanted. He looked he looked like the. I mean, it, he he got to the line. What did he get to the line nine times or something like that? I mean, he was he Monk he got did to the line ten, ten times, times yeah, and he was nine, nine, nine for yeah. ten. Yeah, and so it felt. I don't know. It was it it was it was interesting to see the Warriors just kind of, you felt like they a little, I don't know if entitlement is what it was or just kind of like, Oh, we'll turn it on. Like we're the Warriors. Like we've, we've, we've kept it close enough. You know, I'm sure Steph will go on one of his heaters here soon. And, you know, it'll sound like the Thunderdome in here and they'll get scared and we'll just go in. That's what happens, right? We're the Warriors. And it, you almost felt like some of those clay attempts were sort of like, you know, they, they felt like covers of like the old warriors or something oh, like yeah. that. You know like it I mean? was like, a tribute band kind of a thing to get the the Lucas Matson. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, it was, it was, um, Steph had some of those shots where you just sort of felt like he was just trying to, 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 to will the run into existence, but hadn't done any of the work otherwise to make that happen. You know what I mean? He's got the mm-hmm. five turnovers. He was kind of slinging it around a little bit the way Steph can do sometimes in some of these playoff situations. Yeah. It was just, it would, I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a Warriors fan, it would be a super duper disheartening game to watch. They just, I mean, just kind of ineffectual across the board when it mattered, it just wasn't, they, they didn't have the, it was one of the first times you watched the Warriors and you were like, I don't know if they like, I don't know if they have the horsepower to be able to get to where the Kings are. You know what I mean? Like they just, yeah. the Kings, like you mentioned earlier, the Kings running off a make every time and I'll stop rambling after this, but them running off a make every time it felt like a way to also not let the crowd get into it. It, oh, kept, yeah. it kept them tamped down. It kept the Warriors tamped down a little bit, just like, you know, Steph can't kind of get into his bouncy preeny stuff. Poole can't kind of get into that kind of like, you know, his rhythm. If after a layup or something like that, you're just trying to run it back down their throat. And that if that felt that felt super intentional. Yeah, there's I've heard uh, like I've heard this talked about in the soccer world that the best time to attack is right after your your opponent has done something well or succeeded that they're vulnerable. And uh, that's the thing that the warrior it kind of has that like Wolverine fighting X-23 thing where it's like he's, you know, you're seeing a younger version of yourself or Charks I remember last year was talking about. I even wrote down in my notes before the game started tonight, I was like, could a changing of the guard be coming? Because these two matchups, you had the the established LeBron versus the up the up and comer, the Grizzlies and John, all that. And then you had this, this uh, Sacramento 
Golden State thing. And quickly, I wrote underneath that. I could uh, maybe take a picture for you. I know nobody gives a shit, but I just wrote no in bold letters. <laughs> that did not happen. But Sharks used to talk about uh, that scene in Cars where McQueen got beaten by Jackson Storm. You know, McQueen is fading. It kind of felt like that with Clay a little bit at times. But I think something, the way the Kings play is they seize available space. That, that And that is a thing that the Warriors used to do. And the Warriors used to be able to blitz thing, you know, people with this. And now they're kind of... They look tired at times. You know, there are a lot of things that are going to like buckle down. I think the turnovers, obviously, I think that the small lineups that the Kings ran out there, I think that they're going to, the, I think the Warriors are going to make an adjustment. I love Kevon Looney, but he got targeted a lot last night, you know, whether it was Monk, whether it was Fox. And something that I really think that we need to point out here is you talked about sort of the laid back. I, you know, entitled is a strong word, but just kind of thinking it's. Well, no, I, was say, I, I, I wasn't saying. I, I'm not. I'm not ready to say it felt exactly like that because I don't think it felt exactly like that. It just felt like just. This is you, when like, it usually happens, and if you, you know, it's yeah. it, it, and it has continued, and you don't blame them per se for feeling that way because. It has happened a lot over the past decade. You know? No, I would probably think it was going to happen too if I were them, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if you if 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 every record you've ever released is a number one album, if the next one's not, you're like, well, what? Hold on a second. You know, this is what I. That's <laughs> yeah. not part of the deal. Got to reevaluate some shit. But I, I, I need to, we need to point this out is that like Jordan Poole played one of the worst playoff games. <sighs> that I have ever seen from an NBA starter that like on a defending champ specifically. I mean, I'm not saying no, no player out there has played bad games, but I mean, pool was lost a lot of the night. And I talked about the transition stuff. A lot of the time it was, you know, several times pool drove into traffic and just took a terrible angle on a shot or threw up a shot where it seemed like he didn't have a plan coming back in transition lazily putting extra stress you know you always talk about like IDing in transition and that's the biggest thing about transition teams is that they force they put stress on your communication you know and like yeah. if, you, if you have somebody like Poole who is not getting back you're stressing that communication even more and they punish the warriors for, with that throughout the night whether it was you know, Fox getting all the way to the baseline or Monk driving into the teeth of the defense and kicking out. I, I was I made a note that like spraying out. Have you noticed how spraying out has kind of become like the, yeah. it's like one of the hot jargon words, I feel Especially like. Especially right around the Kings team. There's something with the like, I don't know if it's just like a thing that Sabonis likes to say or something or what it is, but it's or if it's just a, maybe it's a, maybe it's a Mark, Mark Jones. Jones. Maybe it's Mark Jones thing. Maybe it's a Mark Jones. You know, he love you know. I mean, he's he's got a lot of pull quotes, Mark Jones. But yeah, it, it's it feels like the Kings are taking advantage of Jordan Poole, to be honest with you, on both ends. Like, they, I mean, you, you, you talk about his inability to ID people in transition. It feels like that that's, you know, not just like Looney kind of, you know, having some issues a little bit in transition, but also just Poole generally being lost, Clay having lost a step or two, right? Like some of these shots that the Warriors have fallen in love with over the years once they stop going in with the regularity that they were and once the dudes that are taking them like clay or pool aren't as adaptable getting back in transition and stuff like that right like that that was part of the reason that those shots could work is because 
Clay was a monster and could get back, right? Mm-hmm. And and get back and and kind of guard wherever. It wouldn't matter if maybe he wound up on somebody that wasn't him. He had the size and the foot speed. Like he'd be fine if he's got to wind up on LeBron or something, right? Like you'll be all right, you know. But that's not the case now. And I mean, like you say, Pool just looks like a toddler out there sometimes. I mean, even on the even on the fall, he yeah. had the. He, it's the he, pop-up he, thing. You just look like a turd out there. You remember that Arrested <laughs> Development part? <laughs> I mean, I was just, I, I was, just, I was just thinking about, I was thinking about him falling there. That slow mo kind of toddler fall that you see, where they're seven seconds from hitting the ground, but you see, oh nope, there went the balance. We're yeah. gone, and then they're just, it's, and it's, you know, they're going to take their time on the way down, but they're going down, and it. That play was baffling. I don't even. He had so many. Ch- I said he. I said he looked like he was like existentially contemplating the ball as he was falling. He was like looking at. He almost looked like he'd taken an edible, and he was just like looking at the ball and slowly coming to the ground. I just don't know where his head was. It was like he was about to grab it, but then there was like something yucky on it. He didn't want to touch it just yet. He wanted to keep <laughs> like, rolling. Oh no! <laughs> he just wanted to keep rolling, so it could not be. It's like when the ball would get. You know, when you're like you're playing outside, and it's been. It had been raining or something like that, and it rolls into the street, and it gets a little wet and muddy, but not yeah. all the way around the ball, and you got to carry it back. And so you're carrying it back kind of on the parts that aren't dirty. It was yeah. like the ball was like that for him. He didn't want to quite get his hands too messy. Yeah, well, they need to get their hands messy if they're going to win this. If they're going to win this game seven, do you have a do you have kind of a prediction for what you think is going to happen? Do you think I, I honestly think that like audiologists should be on alert because t- there's going to be some tinnitus? I feel like in Sacramento, this is <laughs> yeah. one of the most insane game seven environments. I'm I, so I excited, man! I'm so excited! I'm so excited for that fan base just to like get this kind of stage for them to flex a little bit. You know what I mean? Because to go and other people have mentioned this but to go from really probably thinking they were going to lose that team and for it to come all the way back around to this and to get this moment against the defending champs in your arena with every like and and everybody knows it's going to be an awesome environment you know what i mean it's not it's not like it's it can be so explosive in there that it's yes, the Kings have an awesome crowd and we're, it's not, that's not even like a boring fact, right? Like sometimes with the MSG stuff is like, yeah, we get it. MSG is going to be awesome. Like it's going to be rocking. It's going to be great. I think the thing that I'm, I'm so impressed by shifting away from the, just the, the, the like kind of environment and stuff. Like I've just been super duper impressed by Mike Brown, the strings that he pulled with the small ball lineups, the Lyles minutes, the Davis minutes. Lyles that, was great too. That's a great was, point. He, I mean, he had a lot of great shots in that game. Lyles was huge and was a big part of why they could spread Looney out in the way that they did. He rebounded the ball well, like, you know, he, like he handled his business when he got into the lane. Like it was, Lyles was great. And, 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 and Brown making that move was just, uh, I think brilliant. The, like you say, I, I I don't think there's going to be a ton of loony in game in game seven. Yeah. I I think I'm going to pick the Kings. I like I, I, it, everything in me says I should pick the champs and pick Steph. I don't know, man. I, there's something about that. Something about game six. It was kind of like the teams sort of showing us who they had been all year, and uh, you know the, the the Kings had the second best road record in the league all year, best in the West. 
Good good point to bring up that this game will be on the road and the Warriors have struggled on the road all year. Yes. Warriors, Warriors, have, Warriors have been a disaster, you know, on the road. And, you know, no, it, nothing would surprise me either direction, really. I think maybe like a Warriors blowout would surprise me. But other than that, I don't think that anything would just shock me. Like if you came, if you, if you told me that the final for that game was similar to the final for game six, you know, like I, I'd be like, yeah, I could, I could buy that. You know, I could also buy, you know, Steph going for 50 and Clay shoving it in all our faces and somehow going for like 37 on two dribbles. You know what I mean? Like anything is, anything is possible with these guys. They'll be ready. You know, Kerr's going to shorten that rotation. And I think it'll be just a, I, you know, I don't know if they'll, will they start Draymond at the fight? What do you think they'll do? Well, I was, I was going to wrap up this part of it with this. You, you mentioned, you've mentioned, you know, that move that Mike Brown made. And I think this was a key thing that, you know, the Warriors do have things sick and clean up. I think their transition effort was just dog shit. They can do better on that. If they take better shots, if they get back, I think they can clean up on that. Missed a lot of free throws, had w- weird live ball turnovers that I think that they can cut down on and keep sure. this closer margin. But in second quarter, yeah, I mean, like Monk had a pick and roll. He attacked Looney and scored. Monk had another one in. The, let's see. Yeah, oh, we should we should Attack mention Clay. that. Yeah, that just, Monk it, sequence. That Monk sequence kind of with around four minutes left in the fourth when he hits that big three. Then he then he I think he blows by Divincenzo on the very next possession and gets to the rim and then kicks it out to Fox for a three. Then he blocks Poole's shot. Yeah. On the other end, and then comes back down, hits another three. That was and it, it was just one of the, it was one of those things where it was like, hey, all you people who thought that this is how I would be when it got when the lights got bright, <laughs> you were right. Like I you know what I mean? Like it like it it felt like he was it felt for Monk, he was almost like finally, I'm finally like back playing in these big, big games. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what what he was in college, like there was some, you know, he he had he had that like that that confidence that bounce of a dude who was like no this is where i'm supposed to be like i'm supposed to be here you know what i mean and i was smiling i was just smiling so big man like he he was one of the most fun players i've ever watched at at uk um and i like yeah i mean he and fox they could they could be very up and down but it's it's really wild we didn't say enough we didn't say enough about fox yeah fox was incredible yeah i mean even with the broken finger he 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 basically put pressure on them he didn't even have to really have a big scoring night i mean he put he put transition pressure on them keegan murray was incredible we should note murray was amazing dude 45 minutes 45 yeah. minutes for a rookie on the road in a closeout game against the defending champs 45 yeah. minutes to go from you know, 12 rebounds, it, yeah, two assists. He he just he he fit in, and you compare that with like Kuminga not even being able to get on the floor for the Warriors. It it just kind of goes know, to show you that like drafting players who can shoot the ball and who are like high and feel and things like that. They picked a player that was ready to go, and the Warriors they could barely. I think we're probably going to see more Moses Moody in the next game, maybe less. Moody pool. gave Moody gave him you know decent like decent minutes. It it I mean yeah I'm. Murray, I'm so impressed by Murray, dude. Fox, Fox, and I mean the 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 to, to do to do all that with a broken finger and to almost kind of change the way that he, Fox almost sort of changed the way that he would shake himself free a little bit. It wasn't as quick twitchy. It was a little bit more sort of kind of up and down, north south. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. it's it, it it and you could you can you can feel how much the fingers bothering him 
on his handle and stuff like that. You can see it, it almost feels like it's maybe affecting it there a little bit more than with the shot. But yeah, to go out and do that in that situation with a fractured finger is just unbelievable. The Murray stuff, it, it, he's even doing like the little things where, you know, there was some, you know, Herter hits that, hit a hit a big three with like, it was like a little under seven minutes left, I think in the fourth or something like that. And it was off a of Murray assist and it, it, it Murray had, you know, you talk, talk about getting it sprayed out to him or whatever. They had it like hitting his bonus on like a Fox has a bonus. I think on like a little short roll, got the middle of the lane. Looney might've stepped up or so I can't remember, but they, they kick it out to Murray on the left wing and Murray's got a shot. Draymond's, you know, getting there, but Murray's, you know, he's made four at this point. He's, you know, he's, he's playing with confidence. No one would fault him for shooting that. The guy that's a pass away is Herter. Herter has, he's made, I think one three at this point, but, but shot like shit otherwise, right. Just been a disaster Mm -hmm. on offensively. And it, but still makes the right extra pass, kicks it to Herter, Herter hits it. Then because of that, maybe Herter is, this is probably giving Murray too much credit and Herter not enough. But then I don't know if it's the next possession down the floor, but like a minute later, Herter gets Looney in a switch and kind of rocks him back and forth a little bit and hits a little step back three on him. Right. And so it's, you know, like who, who knows if he's got, if he's comfortable enough, you know, and that, and, and he does that kind of in a late shot clock situation too. I think it was, there was at least like under seven when he let it go, I think, but like it, who knows if he's feeling himself enough at that moment to take that shot unless he gets the one that Murray gets to him. You know what I mean? And it, and so it, it um, yeah, I mean, I just, just I can't say enough about the Kings in that, that, that performance. I, I was, I was, it was impressive. Uh, it was impressive. Yeah, was, yeah. It, it, it was cool. If the, if the Warriors win, I won't be surprised, but I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Kings because I don't know. I have a death wish, I guess. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. 
Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. Let's uh, let's move on to the second game of the night. This was another opportunity for there to be a changing of the guard that fell flat emphatically. The old guard, uh, if you want to say AD is old at this point, for the love of God, he's been out of college for over 11 years, which makes me feel incredibly old. But the Lakers basically came out and imposed their will. Now, the Memphis is down... They're down some guys, okay? They, they don't have Steven Adams. They don't have Brandon Clark. Luke Kennard had, has a shoulder injury that came off of a collision with LeBron in the last game, and that hurt them. We could have a discussion about, you know, Kennard's impact on them. But I think the big takeaway in this game is Anthony Davis. You know, I, I think we saw sort of a vintage, you know, what we thought Anthony Davis was going to be coming into this league during his prime when we've gotten a lot of glimpses at it, it's just like, it's been so up and down. I, I feel like we, we kind of do this back and forth conversation where we're just like, well, this is the Anthony Davis thing. You know, it's like, we all, we all know, we all know, but I mean, how did, how did you, was it, was that your big takeaway from the game? What did you, or what did you see from Anthony Davis in this game that, that caught your eye? Uh, cartoonish rim protection, I guess. Right. Like the five blocks, the, but just also like the shot quality. I mean, smarter people than me, you know, we're, we're sharing that stuff on, on Twitter. He just, he had everybody shook coming in there and it was one of those sort of, it was one of those special games where all of a sudden someone with superstar abilities is, you know, playing like the madman energy guy. You know what mm. I mean? Like it, where, where you, you, you know, you have some marriage of like, you know, prime Fareed, but like prime Fareed, <laughs> prime Fareed, <laughs> prime Fareed that. energy. You get, it's like prime for read energy where it's just like, they're just like everywhere. And then, yeah. and then, but then in the body of someone with the skill set and the, you know, fluidity of a guy who, if he would stay healthy and, you know, stay locked in regularly would be a league MVP, right? Like it, it, yeah. it, it I think we just, that we was, haven't gotten it consistently enough. I wanted to ask yeah. you something about, you know, what does it do? You know, you you've played against. I know at, uh, at in college, you probably you guys probably played up and played some like pretty good competition at times. You told me about playing Oklahoma State at one point. Is sure. there something? Is there something? It t- tell me from somebody who's played up against. You've probably played against some bigger rim protectors. Who who is probably the biggest rim protector you played against in college? Oh, in college, I don't know. I mean, I, I who was the. I mean, they, they, they we we played against some footers and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what what does it do to you? Like, what does it do to your mental process? Because you know, you're probably not seeing those guys on a consistent basis, like in your world. When you guys play up, you're playing. Uh, I'm just saying, what what is a guy? What is like true rim protection like that do to you mentally? What does it do to your defense, your offense mentally when you know that like there is this this there lurking in the back of your mind there is this this link that maybe is a little bit longer than you're used to yeah i think it like puts up like kind of invisible fences in the lane in a weird way you start to feel like well i can't get too deep you, like i can't i, I it, you know if, if 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 i get sucked in too far i'm going to get swallowed and then you know it, it, like it, it there's there there's there's something to the you feel you feel the impact on the shots that aren't taken. I guess right. Like mm-hmm. you, it's 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 the stuff that doesn't happen in there when typically you know Jaw would come in and let a floater go or maybe try to take off. 
right? He's just got it in the back of his head. I mean, you saw, you know, uh, the 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 horrifying things that Anthony Davis was doing to Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, he 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 just kind of he, he had that whole front line in hell. I mean, you know, you look you look up there at one point late. And, you know, dueling front lines, it's like LeBron and Anthony Davis versus Santi Aldama and, and Roddy. You know what I mean? It's like it, it just I think if you're the Grizzlies in that situation, you come out there and you see the the you see that the activity from Davis is like intense and it's immediate and it's all over the place. It's not just at the rim. He's getting to shooters. He's, 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 you know, like showing a body and then getting back and stuff like that. He's, he's everywhere. Right. And so it, it I think you just start to feel like, well, we're going to have to shoot it well tonight. And yeah. then, it, and then, you know, it, 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 it in a, in a game like that, like in order to for them to open things up, like you know they need Ja to be able to be getting to the rim, being effective, guys getting downhill, you know, like then able to <laughs> let's use it again, spray it out to yes. shooters, right? And, a lot of spraying. Yeah, and if if at a certain point, you know, the drive is futile, right? Like it just sort of it, it things become a lot easier for a defense. Yeah, I, I think another thing too is that like AD, I think that there, there's only so much like I've I've made this point a lot on on various pods that this is just something that I think about when I watch basketball. But like, there's certain type your brain your brain your basketball brain only has if you if you open up like the the CPU usage like on your computer and you see how the pie is divided up. You can only focus on so many things at once and like ad being there i think is something that just kind of eats up a lot of space in your mind and i think that that allows guys like jared vanderbilt to play insanely aggressively but i want to give i want to give ad credit here and just spell out the fact that you know he had five blocks 14 rebounds in this game he contested and bothered way more like if you i was telling you i was like if we had the tracking ability to like watch like movement paths towards the lane uh, it's right. it's a pretty hilarious almost like a magnetic thing where like you just have this polarity that's pushing players away from the lane just because they're afraid of him no it was it was it was, it was just like we were a long way from him getting blocked by John Conchar you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. n- not to take anything away from Conchar Conchar's a good player but like it it sometimes you see Anthony Davis playing and you just sort of like like he's like leading with his knees or something like that. Just sort of his, that, that, like he always n- not even talking about the falling. Right. But just that he's always fading that he's mm-hmm. all like, you know, he's popping whatever their floaters where he's where, you know, he, he's not, he's not, he's not, you talk about running backs, right? Like he's not like falling forward. Right. When he gets, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, uh, yeah, that's and, a good illustration and, for it. And, yeah. and, and last, last night it would just, you know, He's rolling to the rim. He's being aggressive once he gets it. You know, it, it uh, chucking guys on rebounds and stuff like that. I mean, I, it it, uh, it was one of those games where you know, I'm sure if you're a Laker fan, you're like on on a lot of levels, it's extremely validating and it's probably simultaneously very maddening. Where you're just like, man, just turn it on like this. <laughs> You know, and we won't be the seventh seed, but that like it, it, I mean, I know he's, you know, dealing with injuries and, you know, hip and foot stuff. It makes, you know, it makes the, the performance all the more impressive considering that he has been dinged up, I guess. But yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was everything, everything you could want. Like it was bubble Anthony Davis kind of without the jumpers, right? Like it was just yeah. like, he was just, he didn't even, 
Yeah, he didn't even have to. It, it, it no. was interesting too. LeBron, similar thing, but this was this was domination around the basket. And it's interesting to think about, you know, it, how much different it would be with the Grizzlies had had some of their bigs, but they dominated this. The points in the paint, uh, fifty two for the Lakers and thirty two for the Grizzlies, and second chance points, similar thing, twenty to nine in favor of the Lakers, and they got out in transition. I mean, that's that's just kind of the thing that pays forward from forcing teams to take uncomfortable bad shots. It was basically like a tidal wave in this game. Once once the Laker, you know, starting to the Memphis came out early in the first quarter, and then the second quarter it just sort of it just got out of control and it's it steamrolled yeah. forward, just sort of uh, rolled forward. I was going to ask you. I mean, like one of the big takeaways for me, you know, the Lakers are moving on. I think this was a really tough matchup for Memphis in general, but. In a year's time, it kind of feels like I just want to quickly touch on like just the vibe shift with the Grizzlies. Right. Yeah. It's 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 interesting how quickly and you and I have kind of talked about like how like you know expectation can kind of be the death of the good times of, of the carefree you For know sure. house money times and I feel like the Grizzlies are over that point after taking uh, after taking the Warriors to the brink last year. The vibe is very different. Do you think that? How worried are you if you're a Grizzlies fan? Do you think that this is a, a quickly bounce back situation or or is this uh, critical flaws exposed kind of situation? I don't I don't know that it I mean, I think flaws were exposed. I don't know if I'm if I'm a Grizzlies fan, if I'm worried exactly. I mean, they're still what are they? They're, they're, the, they're still the second youngest team in the league right? mm-hmm. or something like that. Very like, young, I, very young. Like it, it I think that, you know, these these young, exciting teams like you know, they go through these life cycles, right? And it's, it's, it's all gravy for a while. It's just like young, explosive talent highlights, you know, like, Hey, these guys, uh, you know, scrappy stuff. They, you know, they, 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 they maybe, maybe skip a developmental step or two along the way, right. Get to the two seed. So the expectations get a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit too outsized too quickly because of that. Um, and then, you know, lights get brighter, lots of scrutiny and, you know, it's just easier to see the flaws there and they're an imperfect team that sort of would handle themselves like maybe that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. And so it, um, you know, I think that they, they invited the, 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 they will, I think they welcomed the spotlight like, like, like a lot of teams do. Um, and uh, I, I think that they probably needed to be, I mean, Taylor Jenkins said as much, you know, in the post game, but I think they needed to be humbled a little. I think it's just part of like, this is just part of the NBA, right? Like, I, I yeah. think it's, I think that, you know, they've had, they've, they've had enough injury difficulty over these sort of, you know, couple kind of contending years to know that it's a fragile thing. And so sort of to kind of conduct yourself with that kind of like, I'm fine in the West vibe, as much as I like some some of the jaw audacity, right. As much as I like some of the, some of the bravado and stuff like that. I think that, um, you know, getting 40 balled in front of Jack and let's and, talk about Jack. Let's talk about Jack. We, we can talk about the, the beautiful, quickly. the beautiful maroon cords we can talk about, but I, but why not, why not <laughs> on the Grizz? Like, I just, I think this is just something that it was it, 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 seeing it now. Like, of course it happened this way. You know what I mean? Like it was just sort of seems like it was kind of like, this was kind of where we were 
sort of headed, especially considering the injuries to the front line. And then Kennard goes down, you know, a team that has, you know, such little shooting already. That's the reason they traded for Kennard at the deadline, right? Like it, the, 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 the result in a way kind of makes sense. You'd like to have seen them, them, them uh, show up more than they did, but it, it, you know, you're not necessarily blown away by it. Yeah. The, the, uh, the Lakers, I mean, just to give them credit, they upgraded their talent. They have t- 10 top 20 RSCI guys on their team. They got a bunch of first round picks. They've reclaimed guys from other teams that were in tough situations or just not being utilized or not developing properly. So, you know, and, and this was a kind of a LeBron coasting game, weirdly, and he still was effective in the way that he, you know, 31 minutes and he still managed to give him 22 points and and six assists and two for, you know, he just, yeah. he kind of, he kind of covered, but they, they also, I think, you know, for the D-Low Hive, we've got to give them credit he was going wild 12 for 17 70 percent for the Killing. field 31 points uh and feeling good they i if mean they were if he's getting up if he's like getting up nine threes they're probably feeling pretty good about every you know what i mean like it, yeah. it that, that, like it, it uh yeah i mean reeves was again just like how much lebron trusts him how much they're comfortable putting the ball in his hands and just letting him and ad work in the pick and roll and stuff like that how effective that is um yeah it, it uh I think for a while, like the Reeves stuff, everybody would get a little pissy about it because it's like, well, what's he getting all these foul calls for? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's and I think that that I I I totally get that and kind of agree, but it also sort of distra- like that discussion point distracted from the fact that the kid can just play. That there's like some there's there's a lot of feel there and there's some ball skills yes. and some and some uh, griminess. And like desire for like the moment, right? And like, and mm-hmm. I, like, yeah, no, I you you can tell you can tell um, how how comfortable they are with the ball in his hands. I mean, they give it to him for long stretches, and 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 it, it uh, it's yeah, it's just a, a testament to everybody involved over there that that's like you know if you if I think if you said at the beginning of the year that for some important possessions in the first round of the playoffs, it's going to be Austin Reeves running the show with LeBron off the ball. You know what I mean? Like people would have. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to see. I was wondering if we'd be doing like some game seven preview so much as uh, game six recap here, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, tomorrow with the Kings and the Warriors and for this this matchup if we if we get a Steph LeBron second round series oh my god I can't wait any, any outcome here is going to be really fun you get to get the, the, yeah, the, I'm, I'm, the Kings but or I'm the defending yeah yeah me too well I'm going to go out and try to find some wine colored corduroy pants I don't know what else you have planned for today but Tyler it was good to see you check out the rest uh, thanks to Jade Whaley for for producing us today yeah and uh, check out uh, you know we're, we're covering on a daily basis the the NBA playoffs there's something for everybody uh, there's always something coming at you so uh, good to see you we'll check you out next time later hey.